Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Cyrus's Podcast. Today, we have Kavian Kashani, professional athlete on the podcast. Kavi, thank you for being here, bro. Absolutely, my boy. Absolutely. Thank you for driving the boat today, man. Yeah, of course. So we're, we're on a Duffy boat, and uh, I have a Duffy boat here in Newport Beach, and, and I said, let's go on the Duffy boat and do our podcast. So we came on the Duffy boat, and... Um, I was driving it, and Kavi goes, I want to drive it, so I get to relax today, so thank you. I am full-time Duffy driver today. <laughs> so, Kavi, we talk about success, and success leaving clues all the time. I want to kind of go back. I want to talk about what really drives you. We met years ago before you were a professional athlete. Now you're a professional athlete, and you scored... The game-winning goal in the semifinal was the semifinal. Semifinal, yeah, second leg. You know, in first division, and um, and um, you play right back. You're you're a phenomenal athlete. I mean, when we talk about about habits for success, um, Kavi got uh, Kavi has it. So let's talk about that. You know, Kavi, you're an extremely disciplined person. Um, from what you eat to your workout regimen, to everything. And you've always been that way since I've known you since you were, what, 17, 18. So yeah, yeah. what, like, did you grow up learning that from somebody or did you just choose to be that way? To be completely honest, when we met when I was 17, 18, I had this mentality that I always wanted to play pro ever since I was a kid. It's every, every kid's dream. My kid's mine since I was a kid. And... So I've just kind of had the mentality. I was never like in specifically talented or like highly scouted or anything. I am where I am today because I worked twice as hard as everyone else. So I just outworked everybody in my class, above my class before. I just made sure I was wherever, whichever club, whatever college I went to, I was the hardest worker in the room. And if you look at it percentages wise, over the years, it's just added up. While people are exponentially increasing at a, at a s smaller rate than you, over the years, my work has just added up. Being fitter, being making sure my diet is on point ever since I was a kid, uh, and just, just being in control of everything, of all the things that I can control that, make, that can make a difference, even if it's just a 1% difference. So, so yeah, but I, I, I get that. And, and that's, and I, I'm going to break all of that down because there's a lot of stuff in there that I want to break into. But what I want to know is, did you, how did you learn that? You know, like you, you had this thought process where you're like, I want to play professional soccer. I want to be a professional athlete. So I'm going to eat right. I'm going to act right. But like, where did you learn all of the habits to be able to do that? Where did you learn that? Like, it's the hardest work that you have to put in like all of these these things i'm curious on how your mind works well i wouldn't say it was from kind of one source where i had this like massive turning point and i was like okay like i want to be like him ever since i was a kid i loved soccer and i was so passionate about it. you know how it is you were a professional footballer yeah for most for most of your life so you know how it is um i've had i've always had that crazy passion for football and and that's um and that's just something I've had since I was a kid. But 
ever since I met you from when I was 18, I did, I did look up to you for a lot of my, a lot of my, uh, career. Like when we met, we met during college. I was just starting college. Yeah. And, uh, you were kind of my mentor as a footballer. And now you're kind of, you still are. Yeah. In, I appreciate like, that. Throughout my career, I, I learned different different little things from you as far as like the mindset thing goes like i've always had the diet and the hard work ethic and i've always been naturally athletic which is great but i think the mindset is something that i that i lacked mentally because the mental game the mental part of football is so important and people it's a whole different ball uh, people don't talk about it enough yeah it's so it's so it's so draining and it's so there's there's the whole confidence factor and there's the, fo- the there's there's just so many different parts that get played into well, the and mental that's, game and, and that's that. when you actually become professional athletes. Uh, I mean, let alone Absolutely. like the come up of like getting to become a professional athlete. Let alone the 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 stuff that happens when you, for instance, and and I'm gonna bring it up. We'll we'll talk about it. You know, when when you were going into the draft and you broke your foot. Yeah. A week yeah. before the draft. Yeah. And I remember having that conversation with you and how hard it is to mentally get through all of these little things. Or when a team says, oh, we're going to sign you. And then all of a sudden coaching staff changes mm-hmm. or something like that happens. And you're a hundred percent right. Like it, it is something that not enough people talk about. Yeah. And you don't understand it until you go through it. And then oh, once yeah. you go through it, you're like, oh my gosh. Um, um, so, so that mindset of that, that, that work ethic, that, that thought process. And your parents are like, I mean, your dad is an extremely hardworking person, like extremely hardworking person. Um, your mom is, one of the healthiest people I've ever met in my life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the diet comes from, definitely, 100%. You know? And so when you think about, like, all of these things, you were you were taught from a very young age, I feel like, of, like, work ethic and, like, putting in work and, like, showing up. And, like, yeah. you were taught from a very young age, like, how to eat right and things like that. Where, like, okay, for instance, for someone like me, I didn't... I was never taught how to eat right. Like growing up, we just ate what was there, right? right? Like, I mean, I'm still learning. Like today I learned about what was the oil you used to talk about? <laughs> Oregano oil. Oregano oil, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like this is like, which, which by the way, what does it do again? It's good for, it's good for killing bacteria. It's just very antibacterial and it's good for the immune system. Right. So we're at lunch and I grab a, a ginger shot because I take a ginger shot every day <laughs> and Kavi goes, Oh, that has oregano oil in it. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I just drink it. Yeah. You know? Like, so, so, you know, but, but you know, these things and, and I think what's more impressive than your parents showing you or me helping you with the mindset thing or whatever, right? is that you have this thought process that you will continually learn. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And this is, I think I talk about success, leaving clues all the time. And you're, you're a, 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 a prime example of success, leaving clues in the fact that like you have to continually learn from every part of your environment. Definitely. And um, I've learned so, and I've learned so much from, 
from experiences yep. and like experiences that you don't want to have. These yeah. are things that are so hard to go through. And when you think of it as an, as an athlete, you're like, you think a professional athlete as being this, this whole glorious thing of like, yeah, you get like, you know, all these fans watching you and you show up and your job is easy. You just show up and play and like keep a healthy diet. And you know, there's a bunch of glory with it, but people don't talk about like, when things don't go your way and clubs tell you at the last minute, Hey, you know, we were going to sign you, but we're not down or you break yeah. your foot or untimely injuries. And when you can't find something and you're kind of in between season, there's just so many different factors and you touched on it a bit. Well, and, 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 and like also though, I think what's, what's been a key to your success in my opinion, because I see it, from outside in is, you know, I talk about this all the time is success loops clues. And then the next thing I talk about is you learn from experiences in life, but they don't need to be your own experiences. Right. And you're very good at taking other people's experiences and learning from them so that you don't have to go through the same stuff that they went through. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and that comes from a different mindset, a, a different thought process than most people. I think a lot of people feel like they have to go through it. They have to learn it. They have to do this. But I want to know, like, was this something, is this always how you were or did you have to learn to be that way? Learn to be, sorry, I just want to open to understand, like to learn from other people's experiences versus your own. Yeah. I think honestly that comes from my parents. I think my dad has my dad has really high expectations of me. And because my dad lost his dad at a very young age, he was forced at the age of 19 to pretty much become a father and start like, because he has three siblings, three younger siblings. So as the oldest son, he took on the responsibility of his two younger sisters and his younger brother running a business and carrying the weight of the family pretty much yeah. at the age of 19. So my dad, is like he grew he had to grow up very quickly and as a father he's taught me he's he can be harsh sometimes and and it's sometimes he tells me a lot of the times he tells me what i don't want to hear but the stuff that he tells me that i don't want to hear is a lot of the times the best things that yeah. you should be hearing it's what you, you need really to hear it's what you, you don't want to hear but, it's but what you, need you need to, to hear it. exactly exactly so I think I think a lot of lessons from my dad and, and him telling me things that I don't want to hear from his experiences because he's had a lot of experience just having to grow up, like forced to grow up so quickly. Yeah. And and you're you're I mean, your dad's an interesting person just <laughs> overall. <laughs> we're laughing because it's funny because we have funny instances that we're thinking about. Hundred percent. But but I mean, as far as like how he grew up, how he like, you know, he lived in, in London, like all of this stuff. Right. Um, and so he has a lot of experience. And and so so going into a little bit more about like where you're at now, you now let's say we met years ago and then you went into the pro route. You, you went into we, we got you into Santa Barbara, UCSB, UCSB. started playing there, played D1 football. And then you went pro. Yeah. Actually, you got into the draft. Yeah. Right? A week before the draft, you break your foot. Yeah. You're supposed to go first or second round in the draft with the top team in the league. And that doesn't happen. 
What did that feel like? Experience, rough, man. It was, it was very tough. I remember having the conversation on the phone with you. I'll never forget it. I was on the verge of tears because I knew the opportunity that I had in front of me. It, and um, it's something that I've worked my entire life for. And to be, for the opportunity to be in front of you and have everything and lose it in a second over a broken foot, something that you feel like you can, the things you, you control everything, your diet and you work hard and all that. And then something that you can control, but at the same time you can't, yeah. takes it all away. And in a blink of an eye, you're supposed to just take it on the chin and, and learn from it. Yeah. And yeah. And then. And I, and I want to go through this and, and I want to talk about this because for me, again, you learn from experiences, but you don't have to learn from your own. Um, and I think people can learn from your experiences and that can help maybe a future athlete or someone that's chasing success that deals with, with adversity, right? You, this happens. And then we work it out with the club that, Hey, don't worry about it. Once you get better, what are we going to do? We're going to get you back into the team, yada, yada, yada. And then COVID. 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 So then COVID hits and no teams are training. Yeah. And then no teams are training. And then you go to, to finally teams start training, but they're not allowing any trialists because of COVID. Everybody's got to get tested, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward. It's a year or two after that, right? I want to say a year, yeah. Right? And then um, and then finally you start getting trials with different clubs and yada, yada, yada. Everything starts opening up. But, like, how did you deal with that, you know, hey, broke my foot, can't, don't go into the draft, finally better, COVID hits, can't play. Like, how did you deal with that mentally? So... I want to say that 2020 was probably one of the hardest years of my life because I was getting hooked left and right from all assets of my life. Yeah. Whether it was my relationship of three years ending from college. That's right. My, my broken foot. I was in a cast, so I couldn't work out. Uh, I would, well, I couldn't do any like proper running or anything. Um, it was that it was then COVID happening. So not only is all this happening, you're forced to be locked inside and <laughs> just <laughs> steam with all your thoughts and just be with your own mind. And like for, you know, you can't go out and like kind of forget about things. You're yeah. just forced to stay inside. So 2020 was again, I'll say it again, definitely one of the hardest years of my life. And I think it was that way for a lot of people too. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. I'm sure yeah. everyone has, everyone had their experiences yeah. during COVID. And we were robbed a lot of 2020 was a lot of a long time that we were robbed of. Yeah. But um, again, it, it turned into a learning experience. And and I think Kobe, when Kobe passed away that year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what year it was, but yeah, it was I think it was during that time. And yeah. and uh, and Kobe, Kobe was a big inspiration for me. His mindset, although it was a different sport, his mindset as an athlete Oh. was next to none. Oh, I, I say it all none. the time. It's like some of the best teachers that I ever had and best, best mentors I ever had were Kobe Bryant for work ethic and mindset and, and Nipsey Hussle for business acumen. I mean, like this is like those were my trainers. Those were my teachers, right? One of my favorite quotes that Kobe has said, and it's simple and it's kind of, it kind of 
it's weird, but for me, it resonated because he always used to say, get over yourself. Get over yourself. Yeah. Like, whatever happens, get over yourself. People are too worried about, oh, he thinks this of me or they think this of me if they see this, that. Get over yourself. Yeah. He was, he, he always talks about his, um, his shots in Utah. He airballed like eight shots. It was his rookie year and he airballed like eight balls yeah. in a row and, he, he talked about that and he said his mentality with that after what he learned from that was get over yourself. Those three words. And, um, I, that really resonated with me because I'm like, I'm thinking in my head during this time, like, shit, like, you know, I'm not finding any contracts and people are going to be like, Oh, this guy is just, he's like washed up now. His career's over. Like da, 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 da. And I just, with Kobe's mentality, that, that, that just, just mamba mentality showing up every single day. And I, I would work out in my garage with a cast on. Yeah. I would do push-ups. I would do sit-ups. I would do, um, rowing, anything I could, just showing up every day with what I had, the tools I had and make it happen. And finding, finding a way to make it happen. Exactly. Period. End of story. And yeah, like, story. and like that, that going back to what we were talking about in the beginning and what you were saying and what you just said right now, like, like we talk about that all the time is like, success comes from showing up every day and it compounds when you show up every day it's compound interest exactly those percentages yeah maybe maybe i'm not the best player right now maybe i'm not you know on in the league right now but if i show up on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and i outwork people on a daily basis right then i win Mm -hmm. i interviewed um uh uh, dan corkill who's the founder of follow-up boss um recently and and we talked about this in a different uh, in a different sense we talked about the same thought process but he said in his company right and sports and business and and life and success are synonymous right and it's like it's so similar so i I, it's always interesting to pull them all together but he said the same thing he said what his goal is is to to do better in every single aspect of their business than the competitor so for instance, as an athlete, as a soccer player, it might be, I'm going to outwork people. I'm going to do better as a, uh, in fitness. I'm going to also do better in my passing percentages. I'm also going to do better in this, but it's each percentage point adds up in each value. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that you do very well is you, you show up on a daily basis and you look at your game and you sit there and you say, okay, now I have to do better in this space, this space, and this space. Right. And you said it earlier, you outworked, you outworked, um, um, every single one of your, uh, uh, teammates and athletes and so, so on and so forth that you were competing with. And I truly think that's what makes a play, a good player into a great player. And I think that success is sometimes not given to the most talented, not saying you're not the most talented, but it's not given to the most talented. It's the person that shows up and keeps pushing through. Yeah. Because a lot of people would have given up when you definitely kept going. And I know, and I know a lot of people did have exactly in my shoes and I'm not the only one. Yeah. I know people who have been in my shoes and said, you know what? It's not meant to be. Clap the hands, wrap it up. Yeah. Go move on. But I want to touch on what you were saying with like kind of like a competitive thing. Yeah. 
I think of it and I want to touch on that because the way I started thinking, thinking of it in 2020 is when my mentality kind of really solidified, um, as a professional, I said, I turned it into competition, not over time. I turned it into a daily thing. Yeah. I said, okay, today this guy's going to work out two hours and I'm going to do four. Yep. And I'm doing four hours, not just one day. I'm doing it tomorrow, the day after and the day after that. And that over time gave me a competitive edge, not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. Because I'd show up, I'm a right back or a center back. I show up against the center forward or the left wing, who's a guy against me. And I say, whoever you are, I don't care. I've worked harder than you. Yep. I've put in twice the amount of work you have over this extended period of time. And that gave me an edge mentally. Because a lot of the times in football, when you show up against a guy who's like, he has a big name or a big salary, you're like, oh shit, like, how do I mark this guy? You start to overcomplicate things. Yeah. It became this comp- competitive thing for me when I'm like, no matter what, you didn't put the work I did this year. Yep. So there's no reason why I should have any fear in defending against you or marking you or taking you out of the game. My, my favorite part about that is that that thought process is one of the most necessary thought processes for success in anything that people do. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is you created the competition within yourself. Within myself, exactly. And what you realized is, is that there's every player out there. You could be the number one player, quote unquote, number one player in the league, number one player in the world. Mm -hmm. Am I going to outwork that person every day? Yes, period. And it's 100% true. Like it's preparation, like. When you, when you prepare and you practice, you know, I talk about, um, for instance, getting ready for a test, right? Getting ready for uh, an exam or something like that. Like if you don't go and study, you're going to go into the exam nervous. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to be like, ah, damn it. Like I'm not passing. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're going to be like, shoot, I don't want it. You're going to have anxiety going into it. Mm -hmm. Like this is where anxiety comes from is I truly think without preparation and organization, right? You have anxiety. A thousand percent. Yeah. And, 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 you know, but if you study every single day and you read every single text and you study and you, you really focus, then when you go into that test, it's a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. You're not worried because you know the stuff. Yeah. Right. As an athlete, as a business person, everything, you can do the same thing. Yeah. If you show up every day, right. For me, when I switch from being an athlete into business, like my goal is to learn is to, 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 I have a couple hours every single day where all I do is learn. That's part of my daily regimen because mm-hmm. I know that my competition is not out there listening to every single book, every single podcast, every single, but like I'm taking in more. So guess what? I'm leveling up on a daily basis. Right. And you did that as an athlete. Mm-hmm. You do that as an athlete, I right? Do Cause you're doing it yeah. even now when you're, leaving one club, going to the next club, you're, you're going to go into that club and you're not going to be worried about it. No. Yeah. Right. Um, and I remember that shift in your thought process and your mindset. And because I remember you going, your first thought process before was shoot, I'm going to go into the straw. It's going to be kind of crazy. Like what the heck? And then now it's dude, I'm going to show up and do my job. Yeah. Period. And I do what I do best. That's it. That's it. And, and so now, now, 
you played, you know, your 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 last season in first division. How did that feel stepping into your stepping onto the field the first time with a full stadium screaming and calling <laughs> you gringo? Well, <laughs> that was I was pretty well prepared if I'm if I'm completely honest because I was blessed to go to a school to play at a soccer school, UCSB, who gets 10,000, 15,000 people in the stands consistently every year. So seeing 10,000 people in a professional environment wasn't that new to me. Luckily. I love that. Yeah. Um, were the fans a little bit more harsh? Absolutely. <laughs> a little bit different, but, um, nothing I wasn't prepared for. Again. Yeah. Just it was, it was, it's, if anything, it makes my, it levels up my game because it motivates me to do better. Yeah. And how did you deal with it when you first? started dealing with people screaming at you in the stands. Oh, I love it. Names. I've always loved it. You do? I, I've always loved it. I remember my first, <laughs> I'll go back to college for this, um, my first like Cal Poly, game against Cal Poly, we were at Cal Poly, and that game always fills out. It's the blue-green rivalry. Yeah. It always fills up. And I was right back, so I'm on the sideline, and there was two guys heckling me, and they <laughs> they went and looked up my mom and my sister's name. And they were making it personal. They were calling out my mom and my sister's name. And they were there. They were at a different part of the stadium. Oh Thank God. God they didn't hear that. But so I was, when they were saying their names and I was, I was fully turning my head and looking with my jaw on the floor. Like I couldn't, I really couldn't believe it, but something you get used to. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I remember stuff like that. It's just like, <laughs> it's a trip when you think about it, right? Especially in the college game. Cause I didn't play college. So I don't know yeah. that, that thought process, but. Now, now you're, you're, what's next? What's next for Kavi? Where are you, you know, I, I know you're not supposed to talk about where you're going next, but what's your goal? Where, where, where are you chasing? What do you want to accomplish? The goal is, the goal is to play, the goal is to play in Europe. I mean, that's the dream since I was a kid. So I think, I don't know where yet. I've, I have a couple things on the horizon, but I'm not going to say anything until it's set in stone because there's no point. You know yeah. how football is. Um, yeah, so the, the goal is Europe. And again, it's controlling what I can control in the off season, which is showing up every day, putting in the work, making sure I'm ready for when that call does come. And I know it will, because I'm, that's something you develop over the years. Yeah. Playing, you, you start to figure out, like, used to be, I used to be worried in the off season. Okay. What club am I going to talk to? This, this and that. I, I'm confident that I've been in the game long enough to know that things things will happen and yeah. it will happen. it's just a matter of when and where yeah and so so now kavi where do people find you if they want to reach out to you if they want to touch base with you stay in contact with you how can they find you well instagram is my main thing so what's your instagram my instagram is kavi underscore kashani k-a-v-i last name is kashani k-a-s-h-a-n-i awesome killer i appreciate you for being on today we're going to go enjoy, enjoy the rest of our boat ride into the sunset. <laughs> Enjoying <here>. this drive. <laughs> and, um, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the, on the podcast today. I appreciate your time. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get a lot of value. So thank you. Of course, brother. Thanks for having, thanks for having me on.